0: everyone, what is up? My name is Tony McGehee and you're listening to Emerging Entrepreneurs, the podcast made by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get started. <laughs> welcome back to episode 11. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome home. You guys are awesome and thank you so much for joining me. Caitlin Studi is the founder of South Street & Co., a marketing agency based here in Orlando, Florida. In this episode, Caitlin talks about her journey in marketing and how it led her to opening her own company. Caitlin took a leap of faith when starting her journey as an entrepreneur, and for her, there was no turning back. She shares a great story about questioning herself and whether she should continue her company and the day she got a sign and knew that this was the path she was destined to take. Caitlin also talks a lot about the importance of the people you surround yourself with, whether it be in business or in your own personal life. Caitlin is one of the most positive people I've met. She always has a smile on her face and I really enjoyed doing this interview with her. I hope you all hear how passionate she is about what she does in this interview. Go follow Caitlin on Instagram at marketinggal underscore and at southstreet underscore co. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends. Also, please go follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Emerging Entrepreneurs Podcast. Now, without further ado... Let's jump right in.
1: Welcome back to Emerging Entrepreneurs, everyone. I'm here with Caitlin Studi, owner of South Street & Co., a marketing agency specializing in blogging, social media, web design, SEO, and many other marketing um, strategies. Caitlin, thank you so much for being here with me today.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, I'm excited.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, just to start out, if you just want to talk a little bit about your story, you know, kind of how you got to where you are now, um, and then talk about how, you know, how uh, South Street & Co. came to be.
2: Yeah. So, it started in, let's see, well, let's go back to the very beginning. So, um, I'm from Bradenton, which is on the west coast of Florida, and if anyone's been there, it's literally where all of the old people go to retire and everyone drives slow, so... (laughs) I was like I was basically like my goal was to get out of there as soon as possible because people who stayed um, you know they tended to like start a family and do that and that's like amazing but that just wasn't my dream so I applied to UCF got in and decided to study marketing but I originally thought I wanted to be a physical therapist So, yeah, my whole first year was, like, dedicated to all of the science and math classes, and just, like, as an FYI, I hate science and math, so (laughs) I think it was a good idea to change, and how I came about changing was I worked for Bath and Body Works, you know, like the soaps, and yeah, so I worked for them, and they gave me a challenge of selling these perfumes that, like, they literally smelled like like a flower overload right oh. and they were like fifty dollars a piece so they weren't cheap they're oh they're gosh. pretty expensive and they had three left and no one really liked the scent so um they were like listen if anyone can sell all of these three perfumes then you know you win a prize at the end of the day so i was like all right i'm gonna sell those perfumes yeah. and they were having a promotion to get rid of them it was buy two get or no buy one get two for free because they were oh, like so let's just get... just get these things out yeah. of here yeah So a lady came in, and she was from, like, Venezuela or, you know, a a country outside of the U.S., and she didn't speak good English, and she had her daughter-in-law with her, and her daughter-in-law was like, she just wants something to make me feel beautiful again, and I was like, okay, so I took her over to one line, and she really liked it, and I was like, you know... I think there's something else you might really like. So I took her over to this perfume and she bought all of them. And so I was like, okay, maybe I need to think about changing my major because I really like talking to people. And so, um, I talked it over with my parents and kind of got their opinion and then changed it to marketing. So I went to UCF, graduated in 2012, and um, looked for a job everywhere except for Orlando and found one here. I really (laughs) utilize the the career center at UCF, career services. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is an advisor there. I was like, my parents joked with me. They said I was a professional interviewer. I went on like over 30 interviews. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because in like the real world, sales and marketing, a lot of people think they're the same thing. Whereas, you know, they're super similar, but marketing is very different than sales. It's yeah. like two different skills. So whenever I applied for a marketing job online, it would really be a sales job, like sitting mm-hmm. behind the phone, like cold calling. And, you know, I think that's awesome, but I just didn't want to, that just wasn't for me. Exactly. So um, I, I just really utilized career services did all of the things that they offered like the mock interview the resume critique and then I became friends with one of the advisors and it got to the point where they would be like his name is Calvin they'd be like Calvin Caitlin's here again and I'm like and he's like what are you doing don't even make her wait just send her back right (laughs) (laughs) and he was awesome because I was able to like know everything that was coming I was able to understand like what they were what employers were looking for what to do what not to do and Mm -hmm. he was like this is how much i know that they're willing to pay this is how much you should ask for blah 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 so he really really helped me and we still keep in touch today he's up at fsu and like Mm -hmm. he likes my linkedin we'll text every once in a while um but i ended up finding a job believe it or not on craigslist
1: really
2: yeah can you believe that on craigslist
1: right all places
2: Uh, Out of all places all the
1: professional work and you
0: find it on craigslist (laughs) yeah
2: And I was like, you know, so I was serving and I helped, um, put myself through college. So like serving was a really great option for me because after working at Bath and Body Works, I was there for two years and they decided to give me a 20 cent raise on my two year Mm -hmm. anniversary. And I was like, all right, heard you loud and clear. I'm going to go in another direction So, um, yeah, after that, I got into like the, the serving bar, not really bartending, but cocktail waitressing and worked at a bar downtown that no longer exists and then worked out at a resort on Epcot. And I remember the interview with, um, this dermatologist that my prior position was with was like one of the easiest ones ever. Mm -hmm. And, um, they were just really nice and I, I had an interview with them and then I had a shift. You know two days later or whatever it was and they called me on the way into my shift and they were like hey we'd like to offer you the position like please we looked over everything that you want and everything's approved so you start in two weeks and I was like oh my gosh you know I just was like bound and determined to not be a server for I, I just was ready to have like a professional career yeah. and um So I remember taking the elevator down and like walking into work and everyone's like staring at me because I'm like so excited and I have like the biggest smile on my face and one of my bartender friends, he was like, what's going on? Like, like, why are you smiling so much? And I was like, well, I just got a job and I'm officially out of here in two weeks. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And everyone like was so happy. And he's like, you're not going to wipe that smile off your face for the rest of the day. And I was like, heck no, I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> this is staying. So I started, that was in, um, September, 2012 and it was for a local dermatologist and they really had never had anyone in their marketing position before. And so he was basically like, okay, here you go. Let's see what you can do. And, um, so I helped them rebrand the whole company in the first six months new logo slogan colors um updated their website and then implemented social media marketing email marketing blogging and seo mm-hmm. so this job was really really great because i you know in 2012 like social media was just becoming a thing right yeah. um it wasn't even like uh, as mainstream as it is now and we didn't have any social media classes we didn't have any like seo classes mm-hmm. it was just like you know, read everything that you can and figure it out. And that's exactly. basically what I did. Yeah. So um, I taught myself how to like build websites, not necessarily code, but you know, what it yeah. took to to build exactly. them, like the different programs and all that. Mm-hmm. And then um, just like helped them build up their social media. And then the other half of my job was going out and meeting with doctors who did refer or who could refer. So kind of like what a drug rep does, like they bring lunch, they educate the doctors. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. And so, um, when I first started with them in 2012, they had 10 offices in central Florida. And then when I left three, two and a half years later, um, we had doubled in size. So there were 17 offices in central Florida and three out of state. So it was really awesome. And then like thrown in the mix of that, I helped him launch a sunscreen brand, which is really cool. And he sells it like in all of his offices. And it's, it's neat because like all of my experience at Bath and Body Works came back to help me like with the scent of that, with like the design of like packaging. And it's really funny how things come full circle. And then at that position, I just felt like I had reached a plateau. I didn't really know how much further I could help them grow. And my parents were always an advocate of being an entrepreneur. So they were like, well, why don't you start your own thing? And I was like, I don't really know if I want to do that. It sounds, you know, intimidating and hard. And so my mom was um, just went to her hairstylist and 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 who was also her friend from high school and she said, you know, I'm paying this marketing company and they're not really getting me anything and I don't know what I'm paying for and la la. la. And my mom was like, well, why don't you talk to Caitlin? She's thinking about starting her own company and and you know maybe she can help you. So that was my first client in February 2014. Helped her with her search engine optimization or social media, cleaned up her website, made it more organized, and still have her today, which is awesome. Um, so after that, I applied to some jobs. Like, nothing really worked out. And then I really got serious about it that summer and started, you know, I feel like coming up as a name for my brand was, like, one of the toughest things ever. Yeah. I don't have kids, but I feel like it would be like naming your kid. Like, yeah. it's forever. That's, you can't, like, exactly. change someone's name, <laughs> you know. So, um You know, came up with a name, designed my first website, started my social media channels. And then um, at The Dermatologist, we were there Monday through Thursday, 8 to 5, and Friday, 8 to noon. And so um, every afternoon, I would go and cold call door-to-door, and it was horrible. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, so I would try to go in and be like, hey, I'm your new neighbor. Like, I just started this marketing company. I didn't get any leads from it. And I I brought like a little leave behind. It was a little Chinese takeout box. And um, inside it had chocolate. And on the top it had a little business card that said, what's sweeter than having someone do your marketing for you? And I listed all the services. And then on the back it had my my business card and my information. So I just remember like I started working mornings, nights, and weekends. I would wake up at like 6 o'clock or no, 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, work until like 6 30 you know get ready for work work 8 to 5 and then come home and work at 11 o'clock at night just building everything up meeting people um, and doing work for the, the few clients that I had and then um, eventually I was I remember I was on the phone with my mom and I was like So upset because like nothing was working out. Like I was doing all this cold calling. I was doing like all of these things and Mm -hmm. I just wasn't getting anywhere. And um, this number beeped in and I had no idea who it was. It ended up being a lady that I met cold calling and she was like, Hey, I met you a couple weeks ago and I don't need your services, but I know a group of people who do. And so she introduced me to daytime networking, which is, like, um, like a leads and, like, referral groups. Mm-hmm. And so I got into that, and that really helped me, like, leave my full-time job. So it was, mm-hmm. like, eight months or so that I, you know, did the morning nights and weekends and yeah. um, built it up. And then I put my two-weeks notice in, like, I think last week of February. And then I believe my last day was March 10th in 2015. And it was awesome. I mean, when I put in my notice, I was, like, the most nervous Ever because I didn't want to be, like, fired on the spot. I wasn't, like, ready. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I need, like, two weeks of pay. I need to make sure I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, but in between that time, I started, I, I would meet with anyone and everyone who would talk to me. I'd be like, oh, you want to meet at Lake Mary at 6 o'clock at night when I live in downtown? Sure, no problem. I'll exactly. meet you there. Yeah. Like, anyone and everyone. So it was great, though, because when I put in my, my two weeks, the doctor was like, well, how about... I become your first big client and I was like really and he was like yeah so he um helped me by me helping him and he retained oh me for marketing for a year after wow yeah that's isn't crazy. that incredible yeah that's so, so nice yeah so that's kind of how I got started like that's the you know abridged a version yeah. I guess so how many yeah. clients did
1: you have when you when you went full-time in on March you said
2: uh, I think I think I might have had like four or five four so or like five. a handful yeah. yeah
1: in that in that year well you said you started in October like you started or no you said you started the February before right
2: yeah I got my first client in February 2014 and then didn't leave my full-time yeah. job till March 2015 okay and yeah. so in that
1: year span you know you talked about how you were struggling to gain clients and you were cold calling every day yeah. and just kind of knocking on doors and everything, just hoping and wishing. Um, how did you kind of battle through that and not give up and just say, oh, you you're like I'm just going to stick with a full-time job and, and not pursue this?
2: Because I just felt like I, I... I felt like my ideas weren't being listened to and I really didn't no. want to be... Somewhere that I wasn't happy anymore. And my parents had... I really think you need a strong support system. And, like, my family is amazing. My... So, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, he would drive me around... Mm-hmm. Um, he just found out that he passed the bar so he was waiting to get a oh, job wow. and like get his like information and so he would drive me around on Fridays and be like my cheerleader and like he dropped me off I'd go in come back defeated, go mm-hmm. to another one, drop yeah. me off, come back defeated. So he was like I think a huge part of that but I think I just knew that. You know, I don't know. People ask me, like, weren't you scared? And I was like, I was bound and determined to make this work. Like, one way yeah. or another. Like, failure. I never thought about failure. Yeah. I just, it just wasn't an option. No, it wasn't an option. And I had never thought about working at, like, a marketing agency. I don't know why. I just never thought about it. But yeah. I applied to some jobs and nothing worked out. And yeah. so, I'll tell you this. And whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever you believe in, I was like... Okay, and, and I was at one of those, like, not like a breaking point, but I was like, am I just making the right decision yeah, here? just at
1: a crossroads. Yeah, I was yeah. like,
2: okay, so I sat at, I, I was driving, and I was like, okay, like, give me a sign, like, something that I'm doing, like, I'm making the right decision. And I came up to a stoplight and stopped suddenly, because the car in front of me stopped, and only three things fell out of my purse. And my, my purse fell over, and only three things fell out it was my work key my work cell phone and a note regarding work nothing else fell out (sighs) and I was like okay loud and clear moving forward we're, we're gonna do this so I I just think that I think that that was like what I needed to move forward and I still remember that and I think it's you know it's pretty cool that that happened but I also surround myself with good people, yeah. you know, and that's a lot easier. Yeah. I can really like drain you if you have people that doubt you or don't yeah. support you. And I, you know, there's so little time in the day. So like I'm really selective with the coffees that I go to the people I meet with. And yeah. I also, I talk about this a lot, but getting mentors and coaches is really key. Like you mentioned yeah. you had a mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have like, Five, I think marketing agency owners who I can turn to yeah. and just say, Hey, I'm having this issue. What have you done in this situation? Mm-hmm. And it's just incredible. Yeah. And it's helped so much. I bet. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you talked about having that support group around that helps you, um, through any of the challenges that you might go through as an entrepreneur. Did you have those people were who weren't that supportive and, you know, have you cut off relationships because of that?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I also think that one of the things is like you get what you put out, right? So if you're always thinking negative thoughts, you'll get negative people. Mm -hmm. And I was, I'm not naturally, I'm not a negative person. I try, I I try to always look at the good in people and like have a great attitude about things. I'm more of an optimist. Like I try to make things work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think that there weren't really any people who were like, oh, you're never gonna do this. But there were a lot of people that that were like are you sure you want to do that? Like they weren't necessarily doubting me, but it was yeah. kind of like that side look, like, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> yeah,
1: I think, I think in those people's defense, you know, they're just looking, they're just trying to look out for your best interest and mm-hmm. thinking, you know, if this goes wrong, I don't want them to be in a bad situation. But I think a lot of people don't understand the mindset of a lot of entrepreneurs and that, Last night, um, me and my girlfriend we actually went and saw Kevin O'Leary just over at the Bob Carr thi- cool. Theater. Yeah. So that was super cool and one of the speakers there, it wasn't Kevin O'Leary. Um, oh, I cannot remember his name right now, for the life of me. But the speaker before Kevin O'Leary, he just said there's no try, it's just you do it or you don't. There mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. like Yoda in Star Wars for yeah. any Star Wars junkie, <laughs> do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. But And I think that's so true that, you know, even you said it, you never thought that it like, it, it just wasn't going to happen. It was always in your mind that Mm -hmm. that was something that you were going to do. And so what would be your advice, um, besides that, you know, going all in, um, if you have a passion and something that you want to pursue, what would be your advice to people, um, that, you know, are kind of just like questioning it?
2: I would say reach out to people and ask how they did it. There was a guy I was interviewed by the um another organization it's like the Florida Virtual Entrepreneur something it's it's an mm-hmm. acronym I can't remember exactly right now but I was interviewed by them and a and a, a guy I've never met him I I I don't even know if I was connected to him on LinkedIn but he reached out and sent us an email and was like Hey, I heard Caitlin's podcast and I'm really thinking about starting a marketing company. And I really, I just wanted to know if I could, you know, set aside some time. It's questions like that, that like where you put yourself out there and just ask someone if they'll do something. Mm -hmm. Because it's so interesting that we're so connected with everyone on social media, yet we're so disconnected at the same time. And people just don't realize that. At the end of the day, I think people are, are mostly good and they want to yeah. help people, right? Exactly. So if, if you reach out to someone and say, hey, I, I listened to your story. I'm really inspired. Or, hey, I want to do what you're doing. Can you give me some tips? I mean, people are more inclined to do it than than you think.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think I think that's so true. I just know, me personally, it hasn't really happened yet, but just because I've just gotten started. But I've, I... Envision people or think about people reaching out to me like saying things like that or asking for help on something or advice on something that they believe that I'm an expert in and I think what people don't realize is that if you ask people that you're not bothering them Mm -hmm. like for me that would be so like humbling like that somebody would think that I'm an expert enough on something that they would want to ask me about it and have me give advice so if you guys ever are thinking about reaching out to someone and asking them a question but you're like oh no I don't want to bother them just do it people are going to be you know people are going to be super stoked to just help you out in any way people they want to help naturally you might get people who are rude but for for the majority of people people want to help so i think that's a huge thing that i think a lot of people don't realize and so mm-hmm. that's super important um, with my next question though Where do you think the future of your business is going and kind of where do you see it growing?
2: Mm -hmm. I, so, um, I have, I had a five-year goal, you know, three, I'm three years into, into my company now. And my original five-year goal was to hire people that were better than me at each particular specialty Mm -hmm. because I, I know what I'm good at and I can't, at the end of the day, you can't do everything, right? Yeah. So, um, I did try, so but it can't be done. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's programs that do it better than you can. anyway. Yeah, so, exactly. um, that was one, you know, obstacle I had to overcome was that you can't do everything by yourself. Stop trying. So, um, I think hiring really great people is something that I've been able to do and just understanding like where they want to go and how we can grow as a company. But my five- year goal is to hire people that are better than me and I, I think I'm basically there right now which is cool. So my next goal is to hire people in those particular like niche specialties underneath those main core areas. So like as an example we have someone who does all of our social media for us and our clients right now but I'd love to get someone who does interaction and someone who does content and someone who does like ads so start building out those branches in yeah. that Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, kind of on a more like personal question what is something that you think a lot of people don't know about you that they wish that uh, that you wish they that people knew about you mm,
2: probably going back to what you just mentioned is that I'm super approachable and you know I, you know I think at the end of the day everyone is busy I'm not mm-hmm. going to just say I'm the only busy one because I'm not yeah. everyone's busy but um, I think just knowing that you know, if, if you have questions, if you, like, need, like, motivation to reach out and know that someone's there to help you and to answer any questions. And, yeah, I f- I feel like um a lot of times on social media, too, like, we ask for, for feedback on things. But maybe people, like, don't really think that we mean it or don't think that, like, we're really asking. It's yeah. like, yeah, like, I want to know what your questions are. I want to yeah. know how I can help you. But, um, yeah, I think that just to, like, ask if, if you're curious and that we're, like, we're... I, I feel like we're a really fun company. Like, yeah. we, we work really hard. We laugh all the time. We, like, poke fun at one another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tomorrow we're doing, like, a potluck. So everyone's, like, yeah. bringing something. And That's we're cool. going yeah, <laughs> to all have lunch together. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that would be, like, just ask me questions if you have them for Mm -hmm. sure
1: um a word that you mentioned in there that kind of just clicked with me that I've been hearing a lot lately um, is motivation and so on the days where you know you're gonna have good days you're gonna have bad days on the days where you're not motivated because I think that people think that successful people are just always motivated like they just jump out of bed every morning and they're ready to just kill every day and yeah. they just they're like I'm gonna make money day I'm gonna do it everything's perfect like my life is perfect and I feel like people uh kind of get that concept in their head but it's not really true so when you um you know when you have bad days what makes you keep going
2: that's a really great question um I'm not gonna lie sometimes like There have been times where we lost clients, and I would be so overwhelmed with, like, the work that I have to do, and, like, that's, like, the icing on the cake. I would just, like, lose it in my office and just, like, shut the door and be like, all right, I'm just going to get everything out right now. And... One thing that I read the book, have you read You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero? No, I
1: haven't, but
2: I, I need to read Write it. Write that down. Just yeah. kidding. Yeah. But it's a really good book. And um, one thing that, you know, everyone takes different things from books. And one thing that I got from that book, I, both of them are great. She has You Are a Badass and You're a Badass with Money, too. And it's just like talking about your overcoming your obstacles. But um, one thing that she talked about was having coaches. She's like, why are you trying to do this business by yourself when professional athletes have multiple coaches in order to help them like strength and endurance training, you know, X, Y, Z. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Jen, I don't know why I'm trying to do this on my Uh, own. That's a great question. So I was like, okay, I need coaches. So as of today, I have a sales coach, a business coach, and a life coach. When I have those bad days, I kind of just reevaluate and it's really hard, but most of the reason that, you know, someone's mean to you or something's happening is because you're, you have like an internal doubt and it's really reflective on how you perceive yourself Mm -hmm. and how you perceive like that situation. So a lot of times I'll call up my life coach and I'll be like, Hey, this is happening. Like, what does this mean? Like, how can I change it? What can I do? And a lot of times she's like, okay, well, what you just said and how you described it tells me X, Y, Z. Like, have you thought about it this way? And I'm like, no. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up. It's kind of like a different outside perspective. Yeah. But, um... I will, to keep me motivated, one thing that I listen to is, I do listen to a lot of podcasts, so How I Built This, have yeah, you heard that I'll one? Yeah, that's a great one, I read a lot of books, my goal is to read twelve at least 12 books a year, that's what okay. um, they say that millionaires on average read we read 12 books a year, yeah. so not there yet, but We're goals, right, yeah, exactly. yeah, goals, so <laughs> I read a lot of books, and then... Whenever I, like, need extra motivation, I, I have a lot of colleagues that I reach out to. One, it's, like, three of us, and we have a mastermind group, and we just meet up. Um, the other one I told you about, she and I, Brooke, she um, she and I just get together and kind of, like, like, well, what do you do for this situation? What do you do for that? And so I do the same thing with another group, and I just kind of bring a list of questions, and we go back and forth, but that's also why mentors are there, too, because, the one mentor that I have that's like amazing he just lets me like sit down and like brain dump I'm like well what did you do with with this situation what did you do with that how did you handle this well how should I go about this and he's been in business longer than I have and so he's like you could probably bring me any question and I've like been there and done that Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay but it's amazing because he allows me to understand situations and maybe I'm like not necessarily overreacting, but I'm looking at it in a way that I should be looking at it in a different way. Yeah, And so it kind of brings everything into perspective, but I would say, you know, just going back to like find really good people, reach out to them, see if you can grab coffee. And if they're interested in making it, you know, like a monthly or biweekly or whatever thing, I would say that that, that helps me a lot. And yeah. surrounding myself with good people includes my team too. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'll tell them, you know, on a day that we like, like, I lost, um, the second client or I think third client that I had ever gotten, like mm. maybe five months ago. That was really hard. Yeah. I had to leave the office early cause I was like, you know, I just think I need to like go and like take time and it was hard and, and I think that we were doing a good job. He just wanted to go in another direction and, you know, found someone that was, um, you know, could help him do that. Yeah. So But I had to leave the office early and I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to go home and like take some time for myself. And that's really something that I don't hear a lot of people talking about is how you need to make sure that you are good personally because that reflects in your business too. Exactly. So I take time and I um, have a cl- actually the lady that introduced me to the networking from cold calling. She ended up being a client and I'm a client of hers and she does massage and acupuncture. Mm. So I'll do acupuncture like a couple times a month just to help with everything. And it helps with stress and, you know, anxiety and, you know, anything else that you're dealing with. Yeah. So I'll go see her and um, running. I run in the mornings and, yoga every once in a while but all of that stuff really adds up to to help you mentally which is key to running a good business yeah Mm -hmm.
1: so you talked a lot about the how you overcome those obstacles um, by surrounding yourself with people and doing things that kind of get your mind away from work Um, what are your most common obstacles that you face would you say
2: I feel like right now, um, they always change, right? Cause like it always changes as you grow and evolve. But, yeah. um, so in the beginning it was obviously finding clients, right? Yeah, that was like sure. the big one. Yeah. <laughs> um, right yeah. now it's finding a balance. So I, I want to make sure we have enough work, but, um, and then also have enough employees, but don't have too many employees and not enough work yeah. so we're growing right now so luckily it's like you know when do I hire my next person how much do I pay them are they part-time or full-time like you know that's a huge decision because I don't want to lose you know worst case knock on wood if we lost like a handful of clients I don't want to have to let people go or leave yeah. people off you know exactly. so sure. I, I feel like it's always being strategic on that front and then of course you know it's not necessarily a main obstacle, but obstacles are, are also getting our name out there and making sure that we have a great reputation and, and making sure that people are hearing about us. So it's it's awareness now as well.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I have one last question. But before I ask you that, I just want to take a second to uh, tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to meet with me today.
0: Yeah. And do
1: this interview. Um, you got a beautiful office here. You know, you've worked super hard. Uh, Definitely not an accomplishment that a lot of people get to. And it seems like the culture that you guys have here is really good. And you just seem like, you know, you're in the business to help people. And I know a lot of people go after the money nowadays Mm -hmm. and everything. Everybody's about money, money, money. Um, But, you know, it's really nice when you meet someone who really cares about people. Um, So I really appreciate you for that. Thanks. Of course. I appreciate it. So my last question um, is called the three truths. Have you ever heard of it? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, so basically it's a hypothetical situation where uh, it's your last day on earth and you've accomplished everything that you've ever wanted to do. And so, you know, you've built the number one marketing agency in the entire world. You've helped all the people you've ever wanted to help. Any goals and dreams that you've ever had, um, you know, you've accomplished them. But for some reason at the end of your last day. Um, everything is erased and nobody has anything to remember you by, except the three things that you write down on the piece of paper next to you. So what are your three truths?
2: Oh my gosh, this is like so hard. (laughs) Why didn't you preface me? Um, okay. So like three, like three things that I've like learned.
1: Just three things, you know, to be true.
2: Three things I know to be true. Um, let's see. Well, I think that, Okay. I think we kind of talked about one, like, um, somehow like re- either, um, collaborating with people or I think like maybe, maybe one could be like people, people are always good. I mean, I know, like, I don't know if that's always true, but I feel like if you, if you put something out there, then and it's going to come to you. And if you like know exactly what you're looking for, then it'll find you. So I feel like that could be one. Um... I mean, I, I think that this is a cliche now, but you know, you'll always, you'll never remember the days that you went into the office, but you'll always remember the days that you took for vacation, you took for yourself. So like self care, I feel like that should always be something. Um, and then, mm, well, I always think that education is something that no one can ever take from you. So always Mm -hmm. invest in yourself and always, um, like go to conferences, read the book, take the class watch the youtube video like whatever you do because at the end of the day that's going to make you better yeah um yeah i guess that's those are my three truths yeah perfect (laughs) perfectly
1: fine all right there you guys have it you guys heard it first caitlin thank you so much for joining me today thank you
0: guys we'll see you on the next episode I don't know if you caught it, but Caitlin talked about the people around her a lot during this episode. The people around you are the key. People are always willing to help. Just put yourself out there. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed learning about Caitlin. Her energy is so positive and it was such a great time getting to learn about her and her story. If you want to connect with Caitlin on social media, again, you can find her on Instagram at marketinggal underscore or her business page at South Street underscore co make sure to share this episode with your friends again follow us on facebook and instagram at emerging entrepreneurs podcast and leave a review on itunes and hit that subscribe button to know exactly when each episode is posted thanks for tuning in to this episode of emerging entrepreneurs now it's your time to emerge